If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply feel discouraged or even defeated, and if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then the Zen Success Show is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa Sims. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Satyan Raja. So let me tell you a little bit about Satyan. He's a world-renowned teacher, mentor, and guide deemed the CEO Oracle for his extraordinary ability to move companies beyond the old business model of struggle into a new paradigm of passion, purpose, freedom, and the magic of the flow. Oh my gosh. I just have to say something from that because, you know, the tagline for this podcast, Zen Success, is moving from force to flow. Isn't that an alignment? Absolute alignment. Absolute it's, alignment. It's the way to go if we're going to have a sane life and a sane world, I believe. Yes. So Satyan has created a life of peak existence in the realms of business, relationship, finances, and spirituality. He has authored numerous books from business to personal development and is a highly sought after teacher on the world stage. He is married to his partner, Suzanne Raja, for over 30 years, and they have two adult children, and she works alongside him, and they share their secrets on a global scale, offering retreats and intensives on keeping passion alive in a constantly evolving relationship. He is the author of Accelerated Evolution, a book about the art of transformation and releasing the past that no longer serves you. Welcome, Satyan. Thanks so much, Carissa, for having me here. Looking forward to dive in with you. We're we're on the same page here with Zen, so perfect. That's wonderful. I, I know. I'm so glad. I was just, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but I'm just wondering if you have any recognition. Do you remember me at all? I do. I'm trying to replace you where, but I definitely remember <laughs> you for sure. But you remember, right? Because my heart is like expanding right now of like our unity of like coming together again. But I met you about 20 years ago. And it was, I mean, 20 years. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing huh? Amazing. And <laughs> yeah. And you look the same. The only difference is a little grayer in the goatee. <laughs> well, but, but you're... You're the shininess of your head, you're glowing, like your essence, just everything is like you're aging backwards. <laughs> I'm I'm honored and I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're you're welcome. So we met at uh T Harv Ecker workshop, Enlightened Warrior Training Camp. That's where we met. Okay, good. Yeah. And I went with my dad and we both bought tickets and it was amazing. I mean, I know some of the things we went over are probably top secret, um, but I, but I still do some of the practices like the breathing, like the deep breathing um, from the earth and into my body. And actually I incorporate that into my meditation. So I still remember that, that part of it. And then the other course, my boyfriend at the time, now husband, and I took was Sex, Passion, Enlightenment. Wow, what an amazing circle back around. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, congratulations, he's your husband now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> and he was excited that I was speaking with you. So. Well, please, please give him a hug in my, in my respects as I well. I will. And I love your wife, Suzanne, obviously, since I took that workshop. And, um, she, they separated the women and the men so that we could create that polarity and come back with a deeper attraction. So she, she was part of my training of getting me into my divine feminine, as I'm sure she is a walking goddess. So it just, it's so moving, you know, to see, you together this many years in your divine relationship and your business and still thriving. So 
Yeah. So, so what have you been up to? Well, you know, um, the path always evolves. And, you know, since you saw me 20 years ago, I, you know, I was doing um, seminars and workshops on a world stage with hundreds of thousands of students all around. And about 10 years ago, I wound that down. And I started, um, it was interesting, uh, business leaders from all these trainings just came to me and said, would you be open to mentoring, coaching, and guiding? And that evolved into my CEO circle. I have a uh, Warrior Sage CEO Dojo, which I curate. It's a group of really exceptional business leaders, all dedicated to positive impact on the planet. And they're all interested in consciousness, growth, awakening, and also creating their companies to be a environment, a space to foster, um, if you will, higher purpose, higher mission, and, and awakening. And so to have companies and organizations and leaderships who are committed to multi-dimensions of success is quite extraordinary, especially um, nowadays. And what used to be really fringe is now becoming the norm where the understanding and the recognition of our inner state of being and our coherence and our symbiosis and our flow with our teammates and of course ourselves is what creates really the external results that whatever whatever we want to achieve with our organizations. So I'm, I'm very blessed to support and honor business leaders right now who are on that path of consciousness and positive impact. Mm, that's wonderful. And is that still part of your Warrior Sage company? Did you want to yes. talk about your company? Oh, yeah, okay. so, yeah. So that's the main part of what we do with Warrior Oh, great. So, you know, uh, as you, I did seminars with workshop, but my only focus right now with Suzanne and my other team and my teammates is to enlighten, unify and mobilize businesses and their leaderships for the greater good, for higher purpose and positive impact. And so, you know, the main focus that we have is we train CEOs. I, I put them through a, um, if you will, a, an apprenticeship to, uh, I, I put them on the path of the warrior sage and I help them awaken their power, their heart, their, their if you will, their uh, freedom, their flow and their wisdom. And then we do the same with their executive teams and companies. And uh, then we get them to synergize together and extraordinary things are happen when that happens so that's my main focus um, the reason is that you know the big why behind all of this is i believe business is the um, greatest impact uh, on the planet right now and big business can be destroying the planet or we can shift the consciousness and turn it around to make it of a force of positivity so that's what we're up to that's my that's my mission that's so amazing because it can have this ripple effect to all the employees and to their families. So I can see why you're aligned with that mission. It's interesting. I, I just started working with Humanity's team and they have a similar mission as far as um, elevating the consciousness of business leaders. So they're going to be having an event this week and I'm going to be hosting um, about people making a declaration about how they can make their business um, be more conscious in their business. So that is wonderful. <laughs> Congratulations. You see, we're on the same page. 20 we're on the same page. Isn't that funny? Well, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily my mission. I'm hosting the event, but they did ask me, you know, to be the host. So I thought, um, Anyway, maybe I'll connect you guys uh, another time. We're like chatting like friends, but but yeah, um, I, I really think that's amazing. So let's get get into some content for our audience and um, and really help them thrive. And because you know, you can also help entrepreneurs. That you don't necessarily have to have like a big business, right? I mean, if if you're a solo entrepreneur, info entrepreneur, right? The principles are universal. Mm. You know, the principles are universal. So let's dive in and let's let's jam on these. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So so you you came out with a book, is that correct? Accelerated right. evolution. I've got a few books since I've met you, but uh, <laughs> well, you feel free to name all of them, whatever you want to talk about. Well, there's accelerated evolution, and that is regard that is 
our methodology to create rapid, deep transformation and change to remove inner obstacles. That's accelerated evolution. And I've been utilizing those methods and processes. It's our coaching. I have a coaching organization called Accelerated Evolution Academy. And we've been training physicians, therapists, coaches, human potential leaders of all types, of all ilks, to become profoundly uh, up-leveled up in their own personal freedom success. But also, they're able to make rapid and deep changes with their clients without taking long long historical chats and talks about their background. Literally, we can remove traumas. It sounds quite amazing, but truly within half an hour or less, we can remove long-seated challenges, just have them disappear. And people go into higher states of consciousness. So that's the, the academy. And then my other book called Transcendent CEO and Transcendent Culture, that's specifically for business leaders. One's an oracle. You open it up anywhere, the transcendent leader or CEO. And transcendent culture is about creating thriving companies. Oh. Thriving teammates, yeah. Oh, well, no wonder these CEOs are hiring you. You've written these incredible books that are just laser focused on them. That's that's great. So let's talk about this, how they can do this in 30 minutes. So obviously you believe it's possible to break free from the invisible change that bind us, the trauma and everything. So how can we do that? So we can hire you can can they read your books and they can read my books accelerated evolution yeah accelerated Mm -hmm. evolution you can go to accelerated evolution academy you can also go to warriorsage.com if you're an organization Mm -hmm. if you're an individual or smaller business you can go to accelerated evolution academy.com now in essence what makes this particular modality very unique i'm trained in in, in, in dozens of modalities over 40 years now, from many forms of holistic to traditional therapies, inner and outer. And I'm always looking for what's effective, what's deep, what really will last months, years later to have a change. And um, what's most thorough. I'm always in that investigation. You know, I was inspired by Bruce Lee's philosophy of absorb what's useful and discard what's not and come up with your own creations and so I don't have a loyalty to one system I'm always what my loyalty is to my clients and to make change that 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 sticks in people's lives and being in that world I've noticed there's a lot of superficial things that create temporary sort of a elation or feel good but they don't shift the underlying problem or transform it Mm -hmm. so I've been on this investigation for well 40 years now studying everything from warriorship to Tantra, to shamanism, to reality creation and self-realization methods. And uh, accelerated evolution is our distillation of the most potent practices that achieve that in the shortest period of time. Now, how it works, very, very simple. Many different modalities out there. They all have incredible capacities and strengths. But any challenge we have, if we've got a trauma, we've got uh, an offending problem. Someone upset us years ago. Someone upscaled yeah. our money. We we hit a ceiling in our business or in our relationship or in our health. What there is is the problem manifests on four dimensions of being. Some methods focus on one, some on the other, some on two of them. We focus on all of it in a very exact guided protocols. Okay, and what are these four dimensions of beings? Images in our mind. When we have challenges, we can replay those images over and over, those bad scenes over and over. Yeah. That's what people say, you know, don't don't watch bad horror movies before you go to sleep because those imprints in your mind are swimming around and repatterning. You don't want that. It's so, so true. I've seen that. I've seen that with my kids too. Just like, oh, like trying to go to sleep and being like shocked. Yeah. Exactly. So images, one area, and you have to clear those. You have to if you will, integrate those into your being. Images, then thoughts. We've all heard of some way of limiting beliefs, limiting thoughts. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. Mm. I don't deserve. These yes, are- I just did a post on that, on worthiness. Mm-hmm. Right? So you, those are unconscious beliefs or, mm. or limiting beliefs that are holding us back. Then we have emotions. Our emotions are thicker, right? Images in our mind are, are very thin and they can move in and out. Thoughts can change rapidly, but emotions are thicker. They're more dense. 
And so mm. we have all the emotions that are not supporting us in our life. Worry. I have a question. Yeah. Yes. Like when you say that, I, I have this feeling that you, you sense the, the, like the thickness of it. You're like, emotions are thicker. It's just interesting. So can you see this in people or, or sense it? Like, yes, why we all do you can, think we all can with each okay. other, but in this yeah. process, we don't even need to, you just, Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So we we'll, mm-hmm. what we work on is integrating the images, the thoughts, the emotions, and the body sensations, achiness, tiredness, weakness, tension, uh, stuckness. So when we work on what we do is we find what someone's challenges today, what's the most pressing things? And we don't circle around and wait forever to get to the middle. We go, let's, what's the biggest thing you're facing now? Could be personal, it could be professional. We zero in on the problem and we apply an accelerated evolution protocol. And what that does is integrates the image, the thought, the emotion, and the body sensations of whatever contraction is there and flowers it open. And then what happens is that power that was stuck in there that's holding you down now comes back to your free will, your choice. You become clear. Your mind feels like you've meditated for hours. And you're in the in a state of Zen flow, Zen success, spontaneously, naturally, without rah, 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 without trying to change your state of being. It happens spontaneously. So that's the biggest breakthrough. To me, it's like the holy grail of healing. And my my mission is to bring it out to as many uh, healers. And right now we have so many healers on, you know, physicians, therapists, coaches, world-class human potential leaders eating it up and applying it because it's effective. Yeah. And, and I love the simplicity of it too. I mean, it's, it's grand, but it's these, these four pillars that you have outlined to really get people to think, well, I can do this. This is doable and believe in themselves so they can move through this. So do you believe that anyone can break free or have you seen some people that just want to hold on to that trauma because it's their identity or they get sympathy? You know, are there some people where it's harder to break free or can anyone do it? I don't think any modality works on everyone, but I'm trying. (laughs) I'm trying. Yeah, you're going to do your research. Okay. And, and, you know, this particular modality works for most people. And it's true. There are people who have resistances to change uh, or they don't want it that bad enough. They're getting a secondary or ulterior benefit for staying in the contracted situation. They may not even Mm -hmm. be aware of it. Now, the beauty of accelerated evolution is I go deep into that. And, and, and we train our coaches to find out what is the counter motive that keeps you stuck. And then when we find that counter motive, we have a very efficient way to bring that back into harmony. It's just another aspect of ourselves that's seeking validation. It's seeking growth. It's seeking love, but in a way that's not wholesome to the, to the fullness of us, our wholeness. So we bring it back into wholeness, those parts of us that are self-sabotaging or keeping us stuck, and then miracles happen. That's amazing. Now you mentioned wholeness. Is that the same thing as oneness or what would be the difference? Yeah, I would say wholeness is, is an everyday state of being when we're living in a state of equilibrium. To me, wholeness is a state of harmonious balance between my family life, faith, my connection to spirit, faith, family, finance, fitness, and fun. I call those the five F's inspired by one of my mentors, Kevin Nations. Okay. And, you know, to me, that's wholeness. Now, oneness is our, is the actual feeling and, and, and liberation and spiritual experience of our unity with everything that we're not separate individuals cloistered or living in a uh, individuated life. We're actually part and parcel of a greater whole, not just intellectually, not just through spiritual insights and understanding, but through the direct experience within yourself that you are one with all things. And we can produce that experience in people with just within one session, even if they've never meditated a day in their life, 
or done any psychedelics or anything. Literally, they can have one session and experience oneness or unity consciousness, which totally transforms one's reality. We've read about it. Teachers talk about it. Uh, people point to it. But the real experience is nothing like there's nothing like it. And, and that shifts your DNA and your soul and the way you operate in life when you know you're not separate, for sure. I'm so glad I asked that question because you went really deep. It's wonderful. And uh, what are you drinking there? <laughs> My wonderful wife made a nice super smoothie this morning. And yeah. um, I didn't get a chance to have it before I logged on, but I'm taking some now because it's good for the energy, you know? Oh yeah. Keep you going. We just wanted to know all your secrets, you know, to vitality. This one's got, (laughs) Suzanne makes me little changes it up a little differently every day. So, you know, I talked about faith, finance, fitness, fun. and Yeah. For me, fitness is the conduit, your health, your Mm. well-being. You can make, you know, I work with millionaires, multi-billionaires. I mentor. If you don't have your vitality and your health, None of that money is worth anything. If you don't have your family love and joy and fulfillment, no matter how much external success or kudos or or external things you're able to buy, it's you're not fulfilled. And so where most people know this nowadays, but the habit, especially in the business world and the entrepreneurial world, is to gain approval by seeing how powerful we are on the outside. It's a form of self-importance. Our ego doesn't know. Our, our, we haven't known, we don't know who we truly are. And so we identify with our ego. And our ego is constantly wanting to be upheld, wanting to be respected, wanting to be loved, wanting to be seen in a certain way, wanting to be appreciated in a certain way. And the truth is, is you can never fill the ego's demands. You wake up in the morning and there's a list uh, on your on your fridge of 20 more things the ego wants done that you'll never get in, be able to finish off. So to me, it's really simple, you know. Um, once we come back into harmony with our oneness, our soul and our mind and listen to the voice of their unity, life becomes so simple. <laughs> it becomes effortless, actually. Mm, or, that's wonderful. I won't say effortless, I would say struggle-less because effort is late, is, is, well, struggle is effort that's laced with negative emotion. Mm-hmm. We need some efforts in life, but we don't need the excessive struggle, which many of us have unconsciously patterned ourselves into. Yeah, that's a good point. There, there's a, a stress labeled you stress, E-A-E-U stress, and it's good stress. It's when you push yourself, when you exercise, that 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 effort is something that can be really rewarding, actually. Um, but hopefully you enjoy it. You enjoy the journey. Um, and, and do you feel like being fit, um, drinking the shake, being healthy can actually help with your, um, evolution with your conscious evolution or your spirituality or, um, your growth? Absolutely. Well, first of all, it gives you enough energy to care about yourself. So eating healthy, consuming healthy things it's an act of self-love mm. not just about fitness it's self-love it's your loving yourself and this is a way i love myself and by receiving health and vitality as a form of loving yourself not just for fitness not just for looks not just for more vitality but i'm loving myself through this um what happens is we get to re reassociate what pleasure is before I used to have a, you know, growing up in an Indian household, lots of, lots of fried foods, lots of um, great food, but a lot of fried food, a lot of uh, sugar, like a lot of sweets and all that. Great for the tongue, but anything below, I don't know how well. Once in a while, great, but what I had to learn was to was, and one of my trainers, Ryan White, he shared this with me. He goes, stop trying to stop things all the time. Stop trying to like reduce this and reduce that and uh-huh. you know, cut out this. Is just put good stuff in and the bad stuff will all fall away. Just keep focusing one week, adding a little bit more good stuff. And that's what I've been doing 
And now, you know, I don't have sugar cravings anymore. I don't eat all the candies and fried food that I used to eat, even when my mom and mom is visiting right now. So oh, yeah. If you just come, and I'm like, I love you, mom. Before I would have gone, yeah, I love you, mom. But how about making this? I give her another yeah. choices from the Indian, you know, uh, foods yeah. that are more healthier. And she loves making it. So I'm, she's retraining by me not saying no that's bad she's just retraining because that's what I want to eat so she's eating that too so how amazing right yeah that's so amazing and and that's her act of love and I so I love that you said oh I love you mom you know don't take offense that I'm not going to be eating this sugar thing because that's so funny. That's how I I show love to like my family and my kids. And my mom did the same to me is through food. So it's wonderful that you're retraining. Okay. So favorite Indian food that your mom makes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you have to choose. Okay. Oh, I'm sure man. there's like 10. I, right? I, I come from a Gujarati background. Gujarat is Western India where Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi was from. Mm. Um, our we're known for our food. It's lighter than any other parts of India, but the deliciousness is over the top. It's known as a, the place of food in India. Oh, and, beautiful! But just for uh, uh, for fun, I'll give you a fun food. All right, so a fun food that's my favorite is called pani puri. Okay, pani puri, and in northern India, Punjabis also call it golgappa. And what they are, there's these little puffed balls if you will, and you crack, you hit the top and it breaks it open and you put chickpeas, potatoes, different things in there, onions, and then little different types of tamarind sauce and you dunk them them in in another liquid that's made of mint, a Mm. mint type of, and you pop it and it's it's an acquired taste, but it's a fun food and that's one of my favorites. I've never had that before. That's amazing. I love mint and I just love all Indian food. So that's wonderful. That's interesting. Ask some body puri and you'll be in for a a mouth explosion. (laughs) Is it spicy or is it all relative? It it can be. It can be. Oh, got it. Okay. So now I'm getting hungry here. Lunchtime. So let's t- go back to um, these teachings and everything and help our audience. So in talking about emotional baggage, how does that affect or bring somebody down like an individual's motivation or their focus? How have you seen that affect your clients? Well, well Unfortunately, many of us are walking around with unprocessed baggage. We haven't processed it fully. Yeah. Ways down. Why is that? Why is that? Is it we're scared? We don't know about it. Is it all of that? We're scared. We don't know about it. We haven't been taught how to process Mm. and and we repress it. We think if we get it out of ourselves, we might be angry. We might lose our temper or we've been taught be nice. Just set it aside. That happened to me. I got angry when mine got out. Right. All of that stuff. Right. So because we're nervous and we're scared of unhealthy ways of processing our baggage, if you will, our our stuff. And what is baggage? It's unprocessed communications, com- things that we haven't completed with others. Yeah. Holding anger, in. Holding in betrayals. Um, anytime that you weren't honored or you were overwhelmed and you just let it slide and you just... All of that is stuck. It's literally within our images, our thoughts, our emotions, and our body sensations. And that that weighs down our energy field, our success field, our creativity, our power of choice. It's like there's a fog and a weight. We could be light, but it could, if you've got a big chain around your ankle, but around your emotional ankles, then you're only going to go so far and only so fast. So I like my spiritual growth and awakening in a hurry. I like my uh, emotional clearing in a hurry rather than taking days and weeks and months and years. I like it in a hurry. So that's where accelerated evolution came in. It comes from the, the, the place of in today's modern times, we don't have all the times and the luxury. I remember 20 years ago when I was doing 
all different forms of therapy. I was able to hop in the car, drive somewhere 45 minutes, see my guide for 90 minutes or an hour, and then another drive home. That's harder and harder and harder and harder to do nowadays for a yeah. lot of us. And then people don't, don't want to do that. People want that instant or, you know, they want to do it on Zoom. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what we've done. We've created a methodology where all my clients and my co- the coaches I train, all their clients are on Zoom. And mm-hmm. it's radical. You can come in on a Zoom session with heavy stuff. Could be personal, business, spouses, children. doesn't matter what the heck's going on. And rather than dive into the deep history, the guy just takes you through a guided experience. And all of a sudden, you're in oneness. And all of a sudden, you have now your own wisdom streaming through on how to deal with the situation. And you've got a clear path of working with whatever the challenge was, not amorphous, not maybe if you become clear and you have clear exact how to shift and how to move forward in life. But it's all sourced from your soul, not someone else's idea, not a coach's idea. That's some master's idea. That's some other theoretical stuff to comprehend and apply only from your own wisdom source and also awakens your own wisdom. So you're not going down those paths repeatedly over and over again. You're creating new neural pathways, which then create new pathways of life. Mm. It sounded like you were talking about a meditation during the process. Is is it like a meditation part of your process? It's It, it, it can look like that. It's more like a guided verbal ex- process. So there's multiple oh, ones. Got it. Multiple ones. Ones to resolve trauma. Ones to resolve deep-seated chronic challenges. Ones to integrate opposites, like I'm worthy, I'm not worthy. Uh, there's ones to build really deep relationships with your partners, your spouses, your lovers, your friends, your family, um, co-workers, teammates. There's exercise. There's very, and these are, I'm for me, pragmatic application and exercises. I'm more into people. I'm more into having the experience rather than talking about the experience or giving a theoretical base around why things work. I'm more into, Hey, let's do the work. Let's like in Zen, in Zen, many Zen teachers, they won't theorize. They'll sit down with you and they'll get you to do the Zen meditation, the practice. Then they'll say, okay, now let's talk about uh, what experienced, what you experienced. So I'm like that. For me, experience transformation is more important than discussing it. Mm. Well, it also might embed the learning deeper. Because a lot of people are kinesthetic learners and then they can, they can feel it in their body, which is one of your pillars, I know. So, um, yeah, I, I think that is definitely better being experiential and having people feel it themselves. You know, you talked earlier about the types of powers you're and share with me going from what willful power to you said something. Oh, about. you mean as far as the tagline for Zen yes. success? moving from force to flow. So another way I like to look at that is going from mule to magician. Oh, (laughs) bravo. Right. So I learned that again from my business mentor, Kevin Nations, who uses that expression and it stuck with me. And I realized how much of us are muling around Mule's a great being, you know, loyal and dedicated, working their buns off, working their head down, working their buns off, and and tons of output, pushing, pushing, pushing. But a magician, like he's like a conductor, waves their wand. And so I I used to be a mule, and it's been my journey to move into the magician and creator state rather than hard, willful, continuously, a nonstop will, because that'll burn you out. They'll burn out your relationships. They'll burn out life. And um, I, 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 I had to learn the hard way to go from mule to magician. And so what I'm sharing with Accelerated Evolution is really how to, to, to make that process painless and how to go from mule to magician swiftly rather than all the ups and downs over 10, 20 years of hard, hard-earned lessons. We can achieve that state simply. and And... Rather than force, we can invite life to come to us. Mm, that's wonderful. 
And, and it also feels like I I'm seeing this infinity state with you that you're, you're allowing, um, the feminine side of you that, that magnetism, that, um, that allowing and, and kind of like, you don't, you don't have to necessarily be that doing, doing masculine all the time. So that's, that's also just another concept to bring. Absolutely. In. No, that's a beautiful way of saying it. The yeah. Chinese would say yin and yang. They would say the yin yang is the outward going, very strong outward going yang energy, meaning willpower. And the yin is the receptive inner power, the receptive, the yielding, the inviting, the magnetic. The magnetization of being comes from there. So yes, I, I'm aligned with that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I, I think a lot of women can benefit from that philosophy as well, that, you know, with success, you know, you don't necessarily have to work hard all the time. You need to leave, give space for that magnetism to come in, give space for that motivation. What do you really want? What are you motivated for? So, um, so yeah. So as far as the emotional baggage affecting people's motivation, it can hold them back from their true self. Is that what you've seen? Absolutely. It, it, it crushes, it contains the true self. And now we're operating on through our mind and status quo and default of fear and just doing what we need to do. Or one day I will do it. One day when this happens, then I'll be free. One day when this happens, there'll be love in my life the way I want it. That is the illusion. You that's create the, the love, right? In that's your right. <laughs> that's right. And there is no one day. There's only right now. And so the key, the, the key, what we're about is, is, you know, is recognizing that the emotional freedom is right now possible and our baggage right now can be transformed and it doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to take years. It doesn't have to take a, a grinding effort. You don't have to emote yourself until you're blithering on the, on the ground with pain. No, we can, we can have a much more wiser way of healing our healing and aligning our inner condition so that soul that that spirit moves through us freely oh that's wonderful and have you seen any effects on the CEOs that you've coached into their organization as far as, okay, so they're transforming and are they vibrating at a different level where like the whole business is feeling it and, and succeeding or do they actually need training? Like how, how have you seen that effect? Well, once once CEOs start with me, what happens is is I'm I first look for where the biggest contractions in their personal and professional life, where the biggest uh, red flags, the biggest fires that they're constantly pulling out, putting out, whatever. I, I look for those hot spots first. Why they're the they're the ones that are calling. They're the ones that are like, hey, okay, let's put attention on that first. Yeah, they want to get out, right? That's right, and because business leaders, they got a lot to do. And they got to lead a lot of people. And the more tuned that they are, the more powerful they're going to be. So it happens literally within the first week, you can see how their expansion of being. See, what happens is the guys I work with and women, most of them have really mastered the art of peak performance. Mm-hmm. Peak performance, kick-ass. They know their willpower. They know, you know, they can achieve time management, everything. Yeah. They, they, I don't need to train them in any of that. They got all of that down in spades. In fact, they're mentors, teachers, and guides to others in those realms. In that area, yeah. What I support them is going to the next stage of evolution. They're peak performance masters, not beginners on the path. They're masters, 10, 20 years on the path of peak performance biohacking they started 20 years ago many of them in some way right we call that's the modern name for aligning getting yourself fully tuned in right physically mentally emotionally spiritually my focus is helping them go from a peak performance to peak existence peak existence is a whole other dimension of being that's where your life whole life your existence 
from inside out, from the soul to the manifestations of reality, are absolutely in alignment. And when peak existence happens, we are in a state of natural Zen, natural Tao, natural flow. And joy naturally arises within us, softness, true clarity. We become influencers and impact makers by our, tr our transmission of being, not by the force of our whip or the dangling of any carrots. <laughs> we become influencers from the nature of who we are, from the authenticity we're transmitting and magnetizing out of others. Mm, wonderful. Do you do social media? Do you do like Instagram gems or anything? <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just starting that. It's something that um, I, I, I've dropped once in a while, but I haven't done it really business related, just on a personal level. I share yeah. things that inspire me, but I will That's be great. starting a whole, uh, the social media thing, especially in the realm of accelerated evolution and, and yeah. what I call transcendent business, uh, transcendent. Oh transcendent CEO and transcendent culture um, because I feel those at this time is, is probably the, the biggest gift I can give right now. Yeah, that's amazing. So how can these leaders support their employees who are dealing with emotional baggage who may not work with you? Is it like maybe a, a train the trainer where they can help or is that like crossing the line? <laughs> Like HR. That's a, that's a great, that's a great question. Well, okay. I start off with this, uh, all the CEOs and executive teams. Not only do we want to be their coaches, we are their coaches and guides. Very few companies have success coaches. They've got HR, but HR is trying to deal with human dynamics as well as compliance. And sometimes these things are, well, many times are conflicting, right? You're a yes. whip holder and, disciplinarian in one realm and the other can't be inspiring yeah and you and and not a so what we've come to experience you know through our years is rather than just coming in and being an inspirational speaker talk or coming with somebody we like to create organizations that fosters this depth of being fosters an environment of continuous growth synergy symbiosis positivity, all for one, one for all, that feeling of like musketeers going towards a bigger mission. Just like when Kennedy evoked a whole nation to go towards going to, hey, we're going to get, we're going to go to the moon. We're going to be first. And to do that, you've got to have a compelling vision, a compelling mission that's inspired, not just from the top down, from the bottom up, all together, that evokes the human spirit. So when we do that, in when we go to organizations, we're not just coaching. We create an environment that continuously fosters transformation and alignment and the highest success of the individuals involved and the teams. And that to me is real fulfillment. I, I get really fulfilled in seeing that rather than just being the ones who do it. We install the team leaders. We install our CEOs as well as their HR and any executive to be able to guide their own teams so they're not reliant they're 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 equipped with the they're equipped with the latest in in, in mastering human dynamics and getting their team at their highest. Mm, that's amazing because that is really high level within the company. I mean, some companies will pay a lot for that because that's completely transforming the organization. Well, you know, the bottom line is 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 you know. The, the state and the quality and the flow of the synergy between the teammates is what makes the company successful. Yeah. And if you haven't, if people haven't realized that by now, then it's time to realize it and wake up. Nothing, a company is created by a company of people. Yeah. Or in company. Now, if the dynamics between them is filled with ego, filled with strife, filled with one-upmanship, filled with egoic, um, pushes to, to, to raise my own significance and reputation at the risk or stepping on other people. There's all these cultural things in companies and organizations which are taken as the status quo and make a company maybe work 20%, 30% of their limits, of their capacity. 
Truly, some of the world-class companies I've seen when I came in were operating maximum 30% of their capacity. And then within a few short weeks, implementing what we're doing, everything from employee turnaround to profits, to expansion, to territory expansion, it starts to happen because the people are happy and they're connected and they love the vision and mission and they feel they're in it together with, 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 with other amazing leaders all going and rowing in the same direction. Um, mm. It's not just an altruistic idea. We can achieve this rapidly in every, any company, small, medium, large. And my urging is, is you should, if you want to be successful in this, in, in this climate, in this environment, in this economy. In this economy, the top um, uh, people to attract are the ones who want these softer elements, who recognize my fulfillment is more important than just my paycheck. My joy in this time I'm spending an eighth of my life in, or a, sorry, a third of my life in, uh, you know, let, let this be a place that I also love and that I'm also committed to, that I'm loyal to. So that's that's what I love to create in companies, is to create a culture where everyone is loyal to the mission, to the company, and loyal to each other. Mm, that's amazing. I think it's really needed now because... I feel a lot of individuals, whether they be employees or leaders, are not feeling loyal to the company or connected to the mission at all. And, and maybe they're looking to leave the company and whatever it is, um, being valued is so important or feeling that sense of mission. So it's just interesting because I think a lot of people are leaving companies in droves to start their own companies or they're getting fired or they're afraid of being fired. You know? Exactly. You nailed it. You nailed it. Employee satisfaction is really down all across the board. Some rare, rare businesses, yes, have it, but mostly it's down. Um sickness rates, all this stuff is, is, is more and more and more. And there's more and more stresses, mm -hmm. economic stresses. We've got cultural stresses. We've got pandemic stresses. I mean, the stresses go on and on and on. Um, what I've discovered is, I'll give you an example of one of the companies I work with, MTEL. Oh, good. I was ho hoping you'd share. Can you say that again? Yeah, the company was called MTEL. It's been acquired now by Aspen Tech. MTEL was founded by a um, beautiful uh, mentee of mine for many years, Paul Riley. And he had a software, very brilliant software. And when I sat down with his engineers, I mean, they had your typical mission on the wall. Sounds like this. Sounds like a typical mission that's flat and dead and lifeless. And <laughs> <laughs> that's that. that Tell it like it is. Things in the mind, but it doesn't evoke any spirit. Or inner, right. like, yes, we're going to achieve right. that. So the first thing I did was I sat down with his engineers. They're all brilliant. And I for a day, I said, you need to explain what this is to me as a young person. And so I listened to them over and over. I'm not a tech. They're all tech, AI, Internet of Things geniuses, okay? Algorithm geniuses. We're in a different world. <laughs> but after I spend a day with them, I go, so you mean to tell me, what your, what your product does is it lets you know when things are going to break down in advance. They're like, that's exactly what it does. I go, well, why didn't you tell me right off the beginning? <laughs> and so we created a mission, creating a world that doesn't break down. That's it. Creating a world. And so now since Paul started, and I trained him on how to deliver that, how to tune into that mission, and to get his whole team behind creating a world that doesn't break down. And the whole team came on board with it. Those who weren't fell away. And all of a sudden, that was the story that was magnetizing investors, other big companies. That was a story that was in uh, uh, people who wanted to buy the product, like railroad companies, uh, mm. shipping companies. Every manufacturing around the world is going to have Mtel's Aspen Tech software in their factories because now you know when things are going to break down months in advance. This crew, this gear needs a change. Rather than having to shut down the factory, shut down the workforce, to set, keep people at home, 
bring in a repair crew, that's 30% of industry of mechanical industries. That's what happens. That's going to go down to like that. And the lives saved already in the last few years by their technology going into railway state, many, many places where the human condition is, you know, like, like at stake. Now we've saved, I don't know, hundreds, if not thousands of lives. And the company got acquired for a very healthy exit because it was all focused on that one mission that galvanized everyone, creating a world that doesn't break down. So I don't care how small your business is, how big it is, multinational. We just have to go deep into what truly is there to serve something that evokes the human condition. And we have a very unique process that does that. That's not from the mind. It's sourced in the human dynamic. And that, and that, that way we know it's going gonna, it's gonna to compel everyone uh, to go above and beyond to achieve it. Yeah, that's amazing. And and I love how you apply ancient knowledge to what what you do to modern principles. It's it's truly remarkable. Okay, last question. What is Zen success to you? <laughs> well, Zen for me is a lowered state of importance. It's when I'm able to receive everything. I'm not going, wow, or oh darn, or wow. To me, Zen is where I'm not roller coasting through life with extremes. I'm in a state of lowered importance around most things, which then allows life to flow towards me. So Zen is a state of clear mind without excessive grabbing or excessive pushing. One of my spiritual teachers years ago, when he took me to Ireland, he said, Satyan, I'm only going to give you one spiritual lesson for these two, few weeks we're together. I go, one? What's that? He goes, don't <laughs> lean into things and don't lean away from things. Mm. So when I'm not leaning in or, or passively checked out, that to me is Zen. And when wow. you're there, it's success. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. It's been such a pleasure seeing you reconnecting and hearing about your amazing book, Accelerated Evolution, and how you're helping so many CEOs. I'll put your website and how to buy your book in the show notes. So thanks for being on my show, T.A. Satyan. And say oh. hi to Suzanne. After 20 years of beautiful joy and reconnection. Thank you so much, love. That's it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows. Zen Success is also available on the radio in select markets through amfm247.com. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. Be sure to head on over to zensuccessshow.com to help you on your Zen success journey and join us on the next episode. May you find your own Zen success in life.